Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. So today's guest is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Her grandfather actually started this organization, which we will reveal here shortly, uh, in 1930, in and around 1930, during the Great Depression. So if there was any ever episode that tied into leading in times of challenge, to give you an introduction that starts right off with the beginning of the company, starting in the time of one of the biggest challenges this country has ever seen, this one is it. Today on the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, we welcome Miriam Erickson-Brown, the current chair and CEO of AE Dairy. Miriam, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Mike. For those people that don't know, um, give us a little background about yourself. You know, maybe how things started with you, how it how it came to fruition to where you are today. Um, and then maybe I'll prod you a little bit later. I know you have a, a hand in, in tasting some of the yogurt flavors and I have two kids. So maybe you can give me some insights on some new flavors oh. coming out or. Well, I would but, love to do that. And that's my favorite part of my job. <laughs> that's what so. I, that's what I've heard. So yeah, we can get to that a little bit later, but uh, for okay. those, of, for those of us that don't know you um, really well, go ahead and, and just give us some, some background about yourself and maybe some of the things that you're involved in. Um, in addition to what you have going on with AE Dairy. Okay. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about a job I love. I have been in the dairy industry for 35 years. I began my career at AE in the marketing department. I was a marketing specialist and I worked my way up and I've been CEO now for 14 years. For a lot of that time, I reported directly to my father. (laughs) And so it, it definitely is a family owned company. And then for the last half of my career, I've worked very closely with my brother (laughs) So uh, it truly is a family owned company. I've made it a goal um, throughout my career to lead and serve on industry boards so that I can be a voice on those industry boards for independently owned dairies like AE Dairy. So that's one of the things I've done in in my career. Very cool. So now that leads me to our, our first question, which I'm now, because of what you had just said in your bio, and thank you for that, by the way, um, made me think of another guest that we had on. So we had Kyle Krauss on um, and their family run, you know, and he works with his sons um, in some way, uh, shape or form within the, the businesses that they own. And I remember asking him uh, the question of, of what was that like? So first off, reporting to your, your dad, who, I mean, it's your dad. You know, so is that, was it, did you find it harder? Was that more of a challenge because he was your father or did you find it easier because he was your father? I think it's a little of both, Mike, because sometimes it's easier because you know your family members, you know their reactions usually before they even react and you know how to please, you know how to serve, you know how to help. But on the other side of it, because they are your family members, sometimes that closeness is a little taken for granted. And that's just how it is in a family-owned organization. So you have to balance that. Um, I think what helped me with that is I am a female in a (laughs) male-oriented industry. And my father gave me an opportunity to lead. And I will be forever thankful for that opportunity. And it's 
in a job that I love. So Marion, we talk about various challenges that people face, whether they're, you know, personal or, or through the work, work to, uh, workplace. So maybe talk about some challenges or a challenge or two that come out that come to mind in particular to where you kind of went into it thinking like, oh man, this, this is absolutely crazy. I, I have no idea what I've gotten myself into. How am I going to get through this? Maybe, maybe talk about that and, and let's, and let's kind of frame this up that way. Okay. That's easy. <laughs> I have lots of material for this question. So I would just characterize our industry and even our company by saying that every generation of our leaders at AE have faced deep challenges. You know, we've talked about my grandfather. When he started AE Dairy in 1930, it was not only during the Depression, but I love this part. There were 150 other dairies in the greater Des Moines area with operating permits. Holy cow. I mean, if you just think about that, it's amazing that we are even here. And then next came my father, and he had to develop growth in our business And along with that, an infrastructure to support it. And really during his tenure, along the way, he faced personal health issues. He had challenges by our labor union. And that was just about the time that large retailers were just starting to uh, become very popular. And they were not used to doing business with a small, independent, regional dairy like AE. So we had all those challenges. And then my brother, Warren, who is our present CFO, and I have faced the largest challenges, I will say, in the history of our industry, um, because even before COVID-19 happened, the dairy industry was always already kind of in a desperate time. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's because of a lot of factors, but our Our business at AE has to stay in balance from milk supplied from our Iowa farmers to the retailer who needs to manage their own inventories. And then finally to the customer or the consumer who's the end user of an AE product. And if you think about that, when COVID-19 hit, (laughs) we had never seen fluctuations like uh, we saw. So everything was kind of upset. Um, And then in addition to that, our restaurants, our casinos, our food service providers, and our schools closed overnight. Mm -hmm. And many of those are still closed or they're still operating at very low levels. So we had large sizes of perishable products. Um, We (laughs) Everything that we make is fresh. So packaging things in advance is not an option for us unless you're talking about yogurt and cottage cheese which are made one day before they are put out in the retail channels. So we can't really (laughs) prepare for any huge fluctuations like this. So as you can imagine, Warren and I, um, while leading our dairy through a pandemic where our world was kind of uh, put upside down um, and the demand for dairy products just, tripled and quadrupled overnight, we dealt with fear and anxiety and doubt and just, can we do this? Um, I honestly, how I got through it was I prayed every day for the safety of our employees. I got Mm -hmm. on my knees in my office. I prayed for their safety as well as the safety of our customers receiving our products, that they might find encouragement and a little comfort through a simple enjoyment of an AE product. And that brought me, you know, to a different perspective. So on top of all of this, 
Um, we also dealt with a, a derecho, um, which caused a six-hour power outage at our plant. Oof. I mean, we have perishable products here. So our, we know that our cooler acts like a big thermos, and right. that was okay for six hours, but we didn't know how long that was going to be. Um, and we are still experiencing packaging and resin shortages from Hurricane Laura. So it kind of 2020 has been the gift that's just kept on giving. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's been a very tumultuous time and we still love our jobs here. So we're still managing and we're we're getting through it. Uh You almost have to laugh to keep from crying, right? Yes, we do. (laughs) Well, and you had touched on on some of those things, which I appreciate, by the way, Um, you know, in terms of the challenges and even stemming back to your grandfather starting the business during the Depression. um, I'm sure you were able to pick up some very good lessons from him that are helping you now right now. So maybe talk about uh, before we jump fully into that part of it, maybe talk about um, some of the things that you're doing to with your teams, you know, being in charge of a large company who has families and things like that. Maybe talk about some of those types of things that um, you're doing to, I don't know, maybe for a better way to put it, boost the morale and keep the morale up at your organization. Talk about some of those things. How we face this, these kinds of challenges is pretty simple. It's through sound strategies. It's industry knowledge. We've got a knowledge bank, like you can't believe here at AE Dairy with second and third generation employees. Um, we're small enough so we have the ability to pivot and we have really strong partnerships with our farmers that are supplying our raw milk and our retailers that many of them are based in um, Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and then we have to have the strength to take a risk and the grace to begin again when things don't work out. And of course, in everything that we do here, we have a great purpose. And that's that's awesome. And it's amazing how something like that can keep you going, even through the toughest of times. Absolutely. And I describe it this way. So for me, I judge our success and almost our ultimate purpose by the unsolicited feedback we get from our customers. And they're telling us, hey, we're taking coolers of AE products um, home when they cross the borders of Iowa, or we fight over who gets the very last chocolate milk. And that might sound cheesy, but honestly, that's why I do what I do. And it isn't easy to lead this business. It takes discipline and true commitment, as well as a very dedicated team that I'm grateful for every single day to lead the dairy the way it deserves to be led. Absolutely. And, and don't worry, it doesn't sound cheesy at all. Because I have a six-year-old and soon-to-be six and soon-to-be eight-year-old in my home, and we fight, and I actually have to fight them over the last chocolate milk. So, so you know, you know the battle. So yeah, I usually have to play the parent card more times than not, so I can make sure that I get it. Because there's times where I just need it more than they do. So again, don't it is, don't feel bad. <laughs> this is so fun. We we really we put a little bit of ourselves into everything we do all day long. And there's countless things we do to ensure that our customers are happy and they're getting the best product they can. And, you know, um, when things are upside down in the world, just having a little joy that way and being able for us to share that with our families and our friends and our neighbors, that's it. That's our purpose. Mm -hmm. And we love it in a simple way. We're just a dairy, but we can provide joy through a simple glass of AE chocolate milk. Absolutely. And I'm glad and I'm glad you brought that up because now I kind of want to shift ever so slightly. Uh, you know, we've talked about how you, you lead your teams through challenges. We've obviously talked about mm-hmm. the challenges that you've faced and, you know, 
and starting from the beginning when your when your grandfather first started the uh, the organization. But now let's let's shift gears a little bit to you and your role as now chair and CEO. So leading an organization in and of itself has its own challenges. We all know that. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> what? So, Miriam, if you could describe, because and this is more for the benefit of those people that think CEOs work 24 seven, 365. And it's not to say that they don't, but they also take, take time to take care of themselves uh, so they can be better yes. leaders. Yes. Uh, so for those people that may be listening that are, you know, just now getting into a, a leadership type role or, or something of that nature, maybe talk about it and give some insight to the things that you do to help you recharge your batteries at the end of the day so that, you know, you can come back strong day in and day out with and, and shoulder the burden of people's personal problems, problems with the company, whether they're good or bad and, and, and you know, progressing forward. Talk about the things you do to kind of keep your mental health at an, at an optimal level so that you can be uh, an exceptional leader. I have a great support team. My husband is, um, he fights the battle with me, even though he doesn't work at AE and never has. Um, he's a good listener. I have two furry kids, um, two golden retrievers that have to be walked every single day <laughs> and provide a lot of comfort and uh, fun and joy. And um, I have a great support team in my family. I have girlfriends. Um, I work out probably every day and that helps but in the end, I mean, you spend more hours at work than you do at home usually. Mm -hmm. And I don't spend every moment at work. I can't. I, I've got, I cook at home. I love to cook and do lots of things. But I will say it's easy to keep fighting through the challenges of work when you believe in what you're doing. For me, my job provides joy. So when I leave at the end of the day, yes, I probably in a little, a little tired, but I'm ready the next morning to get up and fight the next battle and solve the next issue because I love it. I love what I do. And I think everyone needs to find that kind of joy in their career and in their job. Couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, for those of you that are listening, that's, that's not to say that the work isn't hard. Um, you know, people say that people say that, you know, if you if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, in my opinion, are absolutely oh. incorrect because you probably work harder <laughs> than most. But it makes it easier when it is something that you love, even though there are, there are those types of challenges. Um, so, Miriam, to wrap this up, because uh, I know you're probably still pretty busy, especially the way you're talking about things having to be produced so, so close to delivery date. So we'll, we'll let you get back to that here here shortly. But. Um, and we have touched on on the COVID-19 pandemic a little bit and some of the other things, the civil unrest and and things like that going on across the country and, um, yes. you know, all those different types of things without getting too specific. We all by now should know what those are. Um, and I know you maybe have given us some nuggets already, but if you could think of maybe two to three things that you've learned from past challenges that you're applying to now maybe share some of those types of things uh, with, with our listeners. Okay. Um, I would say the higher up you go in leadership, the lonelier it is. You have insights that no one else has. And being a leader is one of the most consuming roles that there is because you're constantly thinking about the welfare of your, your employees and, uh, if your consumers are happy at the end, and it's the ultimate responsibility of a leader to continually turn things upside down and find a pathway to success. But I really take comfort in knowing that I'm not alone. I have a fabulous team 
<laughs> that is working right alongside me. And I have family members. My brother works right alongside me and can share that load. And then I would say also my faith sustains me. There has to be a, a higher purpose to what you're doing. And that's one thing that I learned from my grandfather and my father, um, that our business is not ours. We're just stewards of something great, and we're blessed with it. That's that's awesome, Marion. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those those insights. Um, you bet. So I, I like I said, I'm going I'm to let you go, but I got to I got to I wouldn't be doing my job as a person that does interviews if I didn't ask you any any new secret. You talked about how much you enjoyed love taste testing the the yogurts <laughs> and things like that. So any intel, any secret intel you can give me on uh, on flavors or anything? I had Beth Shelton yes. on. Here. I had Beth Shelton on here for for the girls' cow cookie, and she wouldn't uh, she wouldn't tell me any the new cookie that was coming out until after it came out. So I figured I'd maybe switch gears and move over to yogurt and see if you had any any intel for I- me. We are working on two new flavors of whole milk yogurt. We are working on a new flavor of eggnog for next year. And we are working on a new flavor of cottage cheese. Nice. So is it safe? <laughs> it's to, really fun. <laughs> is, it, is it safe to say that I can say you heard it here first? Yes. Awesome. I like that. I appreciate that. Miriam, we're going to let you get back to it again. Thank you for taking the time out to, to join us on the uh, leading in times of challenge podcast today. Um, I hope you enjoyed your time as much as I did. It was great getting to know you and, and hear your story here a little bit. And hopefully once we get back to some things that we're used to, um, we can maybe link up together sometime and, and have a, a glass of chocolate milk and, and talk uh, further. I would love that. <laughs> Perfect. I would love it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.